News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Let's talk about Minister Pascal Donoghue. Number of breaches or omissions of electoral rules has increased to five. That's after that eight-minute address the minister gave to the Dáil yesterday. But does that speech finally put the matter to bed? We're joined by Paul Murphy, people before Prophet TD, and Simon Harris, Minister for Justice and Further and Higher Education. Paul Murphy, is this the end of the affair? It certainly shouldn't be. And it also won't be because SIPO is going to have an investigation and I find it very hard to believe that SIPO won't find that he breached repeatedly the electoral rules, um, including at a time when he was the minister responsible for SIPO, which oversees these things. I mean, he has admitted himself three breaches. One, not declaring his election expenses properly in 2016. Two, not declaring his election expenses properly in 2020. Three, receiving an illegal corporate donation in 2020. That's what he's admitted to. In in reality, I think the evidence clearly shows that he is also in breach of the rules in relation to receiving donations at election time because he received donations in va- value worth more than a thousand euros from Michael Stone in both 2016 and 2020. He tries to get around that by saying, oh, well, they're really donations to Fine Gael. They're not donations to me. But the guidelines are very, very clear from Zippo that such things where expenses are incurred on a candidate's behalf by an individual or body, the expenses may be regarded as a donation to the candidate. So there's another two breaches. And then I, I believe there's another two breaches on top of that, which is the fact that in reality, I think these, again, were illegal corporate donations beyond what he has admitted. I th- it looks like these people were working working for the designer group during the day, putting up posters, which therefore is our donations okay. from a company. All so right. he's you know, flagrantly in breach as the minister. Do the rules apply to him or not? I just don't think it's, it's credible for him to stay as a minister. Okay. Um, Simon Harris, not credible for Pascal Donoghue to stay as a minister because of those seven breaches, as Paul Murphy outlined. Well, good morning, Shane. I couldn't help but thinking, listening to that, we, we nearly don't need the standards in public office. We should just let Paul Murphy be judge and jury uh, in relation to all his political opponents. That's not the way this country works. Minister Donoghue was extraordinarily clear yesterday in relation to what was in honest oversight. He took questions in the Dáil yesterday for around an hour. He made a second statement to the Dáil. This is the second significant amount of time in Dáil Éireann that has been dedicated to this issue. And it's right and proper that there was an opportunity to ask questions. There's a very clear process in place in terms of the standards in public office getting to look at these issues. But there also needs to be a degree of perspective and proportionality here. Pascal Donoghue is an honest person, a decent person, a person of integrity, one of our finest politicians, recognised here and abroad as such. And uh, there was an honest oversight made here. And as soon as it was brought to Pascal's attention, as you can see, and I think as most people can see, he's been working to rectify the matter, including amending his election return. So this is an honest oversight. It needs to be seen as such. And of course, SIPO will have an opportunity oh. to consider the matter also. OK, how about that, Paul Murphy? Some perspective and proportionality is required for what was an honest oversight. An honest oversight. So in 2016, Michael Stone slips and falls and pays for people to put up his posters. OK, let's let's say that is an honest oversight. But we know that Pascal Donoghue, and this isn't me being judge and jury, it's what Pascal Donoghue has put on the record and what we know the rules are. We know that in 2017, Pascal Donoghue becomes aware of the donation of the van that he hasn't declared. That's a problem. That's against the rules. But he doesn't do anything about it. We know that. We, we know that he is then asked uh, last November by the Irish Independent about it. And he says, no, no, nothing to see here. I check my records. 
everything is fine. And it isn't until they publish that then he comes out with a statement. That's what we know. This honest oversight is then repeated in the following general election when he's actually the minister responsible for SIPO. So exactly the same thing happens, whereby Michael Stone, a businessman, a former lobbyist for the construction industry federation, extremely powerful lobbying organization in this country, someone who's received close to 10 million in public contracts over the previous six years. He pays for Pascal Donahue's posters to be put up. And Pascal Donahue's story is that, uh, oh, he, he thought they were being put up by, by, by Michael Stone on a voluntary basis. This is the amount of posters that it took six people with three vans, five nights to put up and take down. And yet we're expected to believe that Pascal Donahue thought it was all being done voluntary. But if, if, if Simon Harris doesn't think that I can be judge and jury, which is, is fine, I agree, will he then agree? Sippo is going to look into this. If Sippo finds that Pascal Donahue was in breach of the rules, does Simon agree that clearly he can't continue with it? Simon Harris. Firstly, I think there was uh, an attempt to potentially slur and smear uh, an individual. Being involved in business in this country uh, is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And people openly winning uh, contracts is also a fair thing in providing employment. So there's an attempt to kind of throw a load of words and adjectives and, and the likes to try and link one with the other. That's unfair. Yeah, sorry, just, thing, sorry, uh, Minister, I just need to come in here. Nobody on this show is in any way suggesting that Michael Stone is anything other than a highly reputable and respected businessman. Important yeah, to stress that. I think that's important to say. Being involved in business uh, being involved in business is not a sin. Paul, Paul may wish it to be, uh, but it's not. Well, he didn't say uh, that now, to be fair. But He made a number Number of assertions to link uh, a business person uh, objectively winning uh, work in this country uh, to put to the erection of posters. That's unfair, in my view. Okay. The, the second issue is Pascal Dunahu has been extremely clear in relation to his understanding of the situation. He believed that his posters were being erected on a voluntary basis, as many of his posters were. When it transpired, and remember, he asked many, many times, and that's very clear in Mr. Stone's statement, when it transpired that some of these posters were put up and a cost was incurred, Pascal then moved to rectify the situation. He has done that in relation to 2016. He'll do that in relation to 2020. And he has also apologised to the DAW for the oversight. So there does need to be that degree of perspective. And we shouldn't now move to, to kind of guess or second guess uh, Sippo's uh, position in relation to Sippo have not yet uh, decided in relation to an investigation. I believe they've received a complaint. There's a number of phases that SIPO have to consider and it'd be inappropriate for me in particular. Oh, okay, pa Paul Murphy, you, you're, you're looking to second guess SIPO. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I, I'm saying, okay, let, let's let SIPO decide on the facts. But surely if SIPO decide on the facts, that the facts say that Pascal Donu was in breach of the rules repeatedly, surely Simon Harris, surely Pascal Donu, surely the government agree that he can't continue. But I've asked this question again and again and again because they say we can't be judge and jury now, leave it to Sippo. But yet they refuse to answer that question. If Sippo finds, I'm not prejudging what Sippo finds, if they do find that he's in breach of the rules, surely he has to go. Can they not accept that, like in advance, that we have to give it to Sippo? But then we you, have to sorry, uh, just just before just before he answers that, like uh, some people have, have made the point to me, Paul Murphy, out there in the street. Look, he broke the rules, but we're talking about a few hundred quid. Should somebody go over a few hundred quid? Is is yeah, what I people don't are think asking. this is about a few hundred quid. This is about the rules about ethics in politics and whether they apply to ministers or not. Uh, this is, do you know what I mean? Firstly, it's not about a few hundred. It's like a significantly more than that in reality. But it's it's about do these rules apply or or do they just are they just on paper and you get away with them if if you don't okay. abide by them election after Simon election. Harris. 
No, no, nobody, nobody is suggesting that rules aren't there to be followed. And I thought Minister Donoghue was both contrite and clear in relation to this matter yesterday. But there is also uh, honest mistakes that can happen and there is genuinely honest oversight that can happen. And Pascal Donoghue is not the first and I'm sure will not be the last uh, member of the Oireachtas in government or opposition who finds himself having to amend declarations to the standards in public office. Indeed, the Sinn Féin party found themselves having to do that for a much larger amount, okay. as recently, I believe. But, but in response to so Paul's the, so, question... So, and, I haven't, and, I haven't heard, and I haven't heard Deputy Murphy <laughs> calling for sanction in relation to that. So there, uh, we need to allow SIPO to do its and, job. And in response to Paul, because Eamon Ryan was with a similar question put to Eamon Ryan last week, if SIPO fined against him. He said, no, I don't think uh, the minister should go and he, he's made an honest mistake. Well, I clearly don't believe the minister should go anywhere. Uh, minister Dunahoo is doing an incredible job here and abroad, and, and, and that's absolutely my position. Okay, all right. Uh, Paul Murphy, uh, thank you. Uh, people before Prophet TD, thank you indeed for joining us. And um, Just before I let you go, Minister, can I ask you, as, as in your role as Minister for Justice, uh, to comment on those reports that refugees intending to seek asylum in Ireland have been told to defer any travel plans? This is because of that severe shortage in accommodation. The state now planning to keep the City West hub closed to, to international protection applicants seeking emergency shelter for at least another four days. This is a mess, isn't it? We're really in a, a crisis situation here. Well, it's not a mess of anyone's making other than other than a war on the continent of Europe, but it is an extremely difficult situation. And Minister O'Gorman, myself and others have been very upfront about that. Um, the scale of migration, not just here, but across Europe, is posing real challenges. This morning, I'll be visiting the Border Management Unit uh, and the Garda National Immigration Bureau in Dublin Airport, meeting with them to assess the overall situation. And then later today, I'll be travelling to a meeting with Justice and Home Affairs uh, Ministers in Stockholm, where we'll be discussing the overall issue of migration. We're very upfront and clear as a government here. We are entering an extremely challenging period in relation to accommodation and migration. uh, Minister, I think everybody accepts it's really challenging, a huge, and you couldn't have anticipated a year ago. I have heard criticism from the opposition and from others that you don't have all your ducks in a row, that you're not planning this, you're not coordinating this, you're not to ha- you, there's no kind of national strategy for planning this. No, I think that's, I, I, if, that, if that is a charge, I think that's an unfair one. I mean, we're operating here in real time. It's not a case of, you knew, a year ago. It's a case that every single day um, we're working to put accommodation solutions in place in a less than ideal environment, to put it mildly. Um, you have seen the government go to extraordinary lengths uh, in terms of a number of initiatives, uh, including the use of hotels, including a programme around modular uh, accommodation, including the use of City West. And that work continues on a daily basis. But you would be absolutely disingenuous if any minister was to suggest uh, that there is an easy solution or an easy response to this. This requires not just daily, but hourly management. That's what's happening by an extraordinarily dedicated okay. uh, bunch of public servants across my own department and Minister O'Gorman's department. And I look forward to being briefed by Border Management Unit and the Gardaí today uh, in relation to what the next number of weeks and months look like and how we can do everything as a government to respond to this. But it is an extremely challenging humanitarian Minister, situation. Minister for Justice and Further in Higher Education, Simon Harris, and before that, Paul Murphy, people before Profit TD. Thank you both for talking. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk. News Talk Breakfast this morning.